From COK Studios in Jad Abumrod's laundry room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. On today's show, we'll consider a look behind the scenes at this very program. We'll also consider the great team of people that make this show every week, and we'll consider the life of the great Robin Williams. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Mann Foundation, providing women with the resources to open jars and kill spiders since forever. And the Woman Foundation, helping men remember to take out the garbage and put the toilet seat down for over two centuries. Visit IWroteYouAList.org for more information. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. Today is a very special episode of COK because we're taking a look behind the scenes and letting you get to know some of the members of the COK team better. We have a great group of people who make up our team, and they do some amazing work as our voice talent. Now, most of our team play multiple characters here on the show, including yours truly. The voice you just heard doing our sponsor announcements is Marianne Wetzel. She's a member of our team and also happens to be my wife, and in addition to doing the announcer, she also plays one of our reporters, Marta Margolis. Here now is one of our favorite clips of Marianne as Marta. Summertime would not be the same without longer days, fireworks, baseball, and of course, ice cream. Very few things are better on a hot summer day than an ice cream cone. That's how Brad Bridges feels anyway. He has been pioneering his own brand of homemade ice cream for over 10 summers. I love ice cream. It's just one of the most perfect things. Brad is a professor at Whitman College in Walla Walla, Washington. But every summer, he spends his days making and selling his homemade ice cream in a small booth in the center of town. He has become something of a regional legend, with people traveling from all over to twy his handcrafted frozen tweets. Teaching is just a way to fund my true passion of making ice cream. I love trying out new recipes and making some of my signature flavors better. What would you say is your most popular flavor? People love all of the stuff I make, but I'd have to say it's my rocky road. That really keeps people coming back. Boad showed us exactly how he makes his trademark rocky roads from scratch. First, I don't use an ice cream machine. I use heavy cream, cocoa powder, sweetened condensed milk, and then I add some of the goodies. Some people use roasted nuts, but I prefer raw almonds and hazelnuts in my Rocky Road. Is there a reason you use raw as opposed to roasted in your Rocky Road? I think the raw nuts have a better flavor. Then you have your marshmallows, and I also added just a touch of caramel sauce for a little depth of flavor. After 10 minutes of working over his meticulously refined recipe, Brad presents me with a large scoop of his wacky woad. So, what do you think? It's so rich, but very delicious. It tastes like summertime. That's what we're going for. Even though he hasn't given up his day job as a professor, Brad Bridges could easily give Ben and Jerry's a one for their money with his old-fashioned brand of summertime tweets. For Consider Our Knowledge, I'm Mada Margolis. One of the other great members of our team is Emily Clausen. Emily plays several parts on the show, including co-host Dinah Jones-Mallow, phraseologist Constance Kincaid, 
and our book look expert, Lynn Ruffle. Here is Emily playing Lynn Ruffle in one of our book look segments. Greetings, Connor. So what do you have for us today? I've got some great books that will make anyone on your Christmas list very happy. My first one is Sycamore Row by John Grisham. Now, this is the sequel to his earlier bestseller, A Time to Kill. That's correct. Lawyer Jake Brigantz once again finds himself embroiled in a fiercely controversial trial, a trial that will expose old racial tensions and force Ford County to confront its tortured history. Wow, that sounds exciting. It's pretty good. Will readers need to have read the first book for this one to make sense? It couldn't hurt, but I didn't read the first one. I just watched the movie version. Believe me, that's the way to go because it's got that haughty Matthew McConaughey as Jake. I'll tell you, watching that movie helped me get through Sycamore Row because all I did was picture Matthew McConaughey without a shirt on. Oh, fair enough. Hmm. My next book doesn't have a movie version with Matthew McConaughey. Sorry, ladies. But it's a good choice for anyone in your family who enjoys historical nonfiction books. It's called George Washington's Secret Six, and it's all about a spy ring that helped the United States win the Revolutionary War. Very cool. It's not as long and dry as I usually like my nonfiction, but it is very exciting and offers a great look at that period. I plan to get it for my father-in-law and all of my uncles. I also like to pair a book like this with a highlighter, a notepad, and some post-it flags so that it's more of a complete gift. There's nothing more fun than active reading, Connor. Well, I'm not sure I agree, but okay. Now, I heard you've written a book, Lynn. Oh, uh, I did. But really, I don't want to take up airtime hawking my book. No, no, no. It's okay. Go ahead. No, I shouldn't. Really, it's Linda fun. Russell is a smart, shy, but sexually adventurous librarian who spends her day filing books, but longs for more. Enter Gideon, the swarthy, brooding office supply rep who carries a dark secret. He is a rogue vampire who has been targeted by the ancient order for extermination, and only Linda, with her vast literary knowledge, can help him. With dangers around every corner and sexual tension that makes True Blood look like a middle school dance, pick up a copy of Midnight at Circulation, the first book of the Red Sunset Saga by T.S. Vania. T.S. Vania? It's my nom de plume. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like a page turner. Oh, it is. Just wait until book two when I introduce Joshua the ghost who bears a striking resemblance to Matthew McConaughey and is powerful enough to satisfy all of Linda's innermost desires. Well, thanks for coming by, Lynn. You're welcome. The next member of our team that we're going to profile is Jeremiah Knight. Jeremiah plays a variety of characters here on the show, including LGBT correspondent Trevin Motley and sports reporter Rick Van Patten, as well as Leslie Kincaid. But Jeremiah also plays a one-off character that we've done twice now, and uh, his name is Peter Grigio, a celebrity stylist. Here's a clip of Jeremiah playing Peter Grigio. So, Peter, what can we expect to see on Oscar night? You'll see it all, Melissa. Sequins, lace, deep plunges, turtlenecks, sleeves, minis, maxis, tuxedo shirts as aprons, culottes, body stockings, tutus, sock puppets, scrunchies, diamond-studded tie pins, wallet chains, designer fanny packs, hoodies, gaucho pants, Chinese finger traps, denim knee pads, the whole nine yards. Wow. So it's safe to say that there's going to be some fabulous and interesting looks this year. Did I stutter? No. So... Who did you style for this year's Oscars? The question should be, 
Who didn't I style? My client list is the who's who of A-listers. Bradley Cooper, June Squibb, Mickey Rooney, Martin Scorsese, George Clooney's mom, all of the Spielberg kids, Weird Al, Bruce Dern's estranged sister, Judy Dench, Brian Grazier's hair, and all of the animated short directors, and Rita Wilson. That list is cray-cray. Right? I'm also doing Jared Leto's man bun. But that's all. He gets all his tuxedos off the rack. Whatever. Gross. Sorry, girl. I've got to go. Clooney's mom needs help getting into Spanx kisses. Interviewing Jeremiah in that last segment was Natalie Thorpe playing Melissa Reynolds, our popular teenage girl and gossip reporter. Natalie also plays several characters on the show, but most notably Alex Truman, COK's Consider Your Health Reporter. Here's a great clip of Natalie playing Alex. Hi, Cotter. How are you? Well, I just got some life-changing information from my doctor. What was it? I found out last week that I have a gluten allergy. Oh, well, I'm really sorry about that, Alex. It's going to be fine, but my doctor said that wheat is very dangerous and that even if you don't have a gluten allergy, you should really think about eliminating wheat from your diet. I know I've felt better and seen some positive results in just a few days. Really? Like what? My hair is thicker and less brittle. I haven't had nearly as many nosebleeds as usual, and my scabs are healing at a much faster rate. I've also noticed that my car is getting better gas mileage than before, and my whites are whiter. I see. Do you really think that all those things are because you've gone gluten-free? Oh, yes. Okay, then. Well, let's take some of the questions that our listeners have for you. Okay. All right, well, here's an email from Beth in Chicago. Dear Alex, I'm a pre-diabetic and was wondering if you have any tips for me on how to avoid getting full-blown diabetes. Diabetes can be a very dangerous disease if left unchecked. I'm glad you want to be proactive, Beth. My suggestion to you is to consider getting gluten out of your diet. I know that my doctor was able to get rid of his type 2 diabetes, as well as a host of other common ailments, including mind fog, mood swings, joint pains, and acid reflux because he got rid of gluten. Good luck, Beth. Well, it really looks like you're applying what you learned from your doctor to help our listeners. This next question is an email from Ken in Seattle. He says he's curious about a rash he has under his armpit. Skin problems are definitely something I've dealt with and researched, and I think it's pretty obvious what Ken is dealing with. Really? What do you, what do you think it is? He's clearly allergic to gluten. Ken would be smart to cut all wheat from his diet. If it's one thing I've learned recently, it's that changes to the wheat that we grow in America have made gluten allergies more rampant. Wheat is tantamount to poison. Poison and toxins in the body could absolutely be the root of Ken's underarm rash. Give up the gluten, Ken. Give it up or risk having that rash spread somewhere more critical, like your chest, face, or genitals. All right, now we have Jimmy on the line from Little Rock, Arkansas. Hi there, Jimmy. Hi, Connor and Alex. I just love the show. Thanks. So what's your question for Alex? Yeah, it's about my wife. She's a teacher, and she caught headlights from some kid in her class, and it's not getting any better. What can we do? Well, Jimmy, I think I have just the thing to help your wife. Great. Go gluten-free. Wait, hold on. Really? Oh, yes. Lice and other small insects are gluten gluttons. They feed on it. I had wagers that if your wife stops eating wheat and other foods with gluten, she will be de-loused in no time. I guess we could try that. 
Oh, you absolutely should. Gluten is the devil, and all sorts of parasites are bound to be attracted to it. If you're eating pasta all the time, be prepared to be rife with bugs. I know that starches taste good, but is it worth it when you're picking nits out of your wife's hair? Good luck, Jimmy. Playing Jimmy in that last segment was Hobart Willis, another great member of the COK team. Hobart plays so many characters on the show, it's impossible to list them all here, but his main character is our international reporter and sometimes co-host, Cordell Nutbrock. Here's a clip of Hobart as Cordell. From COK News in Washington, I'm Cordell Nutbrock with these headlines. Healthcare.gov is reportedly now working smoothly according to the Obama administration. The site is now stable and operating at its intended capacity with greatly improved performance, said Jeffrey Zeitz, the president's appointee to fix the site. He went on to say that the government's healthcare death squads are now able to readily identify the weakest and most vulnerable citizens for termination. In a related story, those people chosen for termination will compete to stay alive in an all-out fight to the death with only one winner. President Obama offered his support to the people he is calling tributes by saying, May the odds be ever in your favor. And the 100-day-old female panda cub at the National Zoo in Washington now has a name, Bow Bow. It means precious or treasure, and it was the most popular of the five names put up for a popular vote by the zoo. The other choices were Blanche, Amanda the Panda, Stinky, and Hu Feng Poo. I'm Cordell Nutbrock for COK News in Washington. Another member of the COK team who hasn't been with us for very long, but who has made a big impression, is Spencer Cannon. Spencer plays handsome financial reporter Chris Rydell on the show, and he's also played a variety of other small characters. Here he is doing the voiceover of a fake commercial. They are the ones we trust more than anyone. They are always there when we need them the most. They are family. And while what it means to be a family hasn't changed, what a family looks like has. A family could have a mom and a dad, or just a mom, or two dads, or two moms, or a mom and a closeted dad who's just kidding himself. But no matter what, every family can appreciate the brand new Chevrolet Traverse, the perfect car for a traditional family, and a pretty good car for a same-sex parent family. Chevrolet. We need any consumers we can get. The final member of our COK team that we're profiling on this episode is Libby Mitchell. Libby does a fabulous job doing the voice of Terry Gross, the NPR legend who hosts Fresh Air. Here's a clip of Libby as Terry doing an interview. I'm Terry Gross, and this is Considerations. Today, I am joined by Khalid Hosseini. He is the author of the best-selling books, The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons. He was born in Afghanistan and moved to the United States as a teenager. Much of his own life serves as a basis for his new novel, And the Mountains Echoed. Khalid Hosseini, welcome. Thank you for having me, Terry. If you're just joining us, my guest today is Dr. Khalid Hosseini, author of The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons. His new book is called And the Mountains Echoed. It's a story that is very much based on his own life and follows two siblings on their very separate yet 
unequal paths. I want to start by asking you about a fable that you have at the beginning of the book. A farmer who works hard to eke out a living for his family is forced to give up one of his five children to an evil giant. He and his wife decide to choose randomly, and the unlucky one happens to be their favorite son. Eventually, the farmer, half mad with grief, tracks down the giant and finds his son in a lush garden full of happy children with no memory of his birth family. The farmer, unable to summon the will to take the child from this place of plenty back to his own arid, desperate land, leaves without him. As a gesture of kindness, the giant gives the farmer a potion that makes him forget he ever had a son. That is a very powerful yet simple story that frames much of the book, wouldn't you say? We're speaking to Khalid Hosseini about his new best-selling novel, And the Mountains Echoed. He is also the author of The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons. Khalid Hosseini, do you plan to use other chapters from your own life in later books like you did with And the Mountains Echoed? Oh, yes. Khalid Hosseini, thank you. That was my conversation with Khaled Hosseini, author of The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons. His new book is called And the Mountains Echoed and is currently number two on the New York Times bestseller list. For Considerations, I'm Terry Gross. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this very special episode of Consider Our Knowledge. We hope you enjoyed getting to know the members of our team and the characters they play a little bit better. Now, I want to take a brief minute before we end this episode to recognize the passing of a comedy legend. Robin Williams passed away earlier this week at the age of 63. Now, his effect on my life has been profound. I loved him in most of his movies, including Aladdin, Hook, Mrs. Doubtfire, Popeye, just to name a few. But the one that sticks with me the most to this day, and I think that has an impact on Consider Our Knowledge, is Good Morning Vietnam. In that movie, Robin Williams plays a radio show host in the Army, and his character, Adrian Cronauer, was the inspiration for my radio talk show in college. In fact, I even named the show The Con Hour as a tribute to the name of the character, Adrian Cronauer. So, as we leave you today, I'm going to play a clip of Robin Williams from Good Morning Vietnam, because I think it illustrates the kind of humor we try to capture each and every week here on Consider Our Knowledge. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. We're back. Here's the news. All the news that's new and approved by the U.S. Army, the sweetest smelling army in the world. <laughs> Great Britain recognized the island state of Singapore. <laughs> How do you recognize an island? You go, hey, wait, no, don't tell me. Wait, wait. Didn't we meet last year at the Feynman Bar Mitzvah? You look a lot like Hawaii. Didn't we meet last year at the Peninsula Club? The Mississippi River broke through a protective dike today. <laughs> What is a protective dike? Is that a large woman standing by the river going, Don't go near there! But Betty! Don't, don't go near there! Get away from the river! Stay away from there! I know we can't use the word dike. You can't even say lesbian. It's women in comfortable shoes. Thank you very much. Now, here's the weather. We're going to go right to Roosevelt E. Roosevelt. Roosevelt, how's it going? Adrian, I'm with somebody. Don't ever come here and bother me right now. Well, thanks, Roosevelt. Can't you give us a little weather? Not now, man. I'm on the balcony. I'm trying to score. Back off! Well, what's the weather like? You got a window? Open it! Thank you, Roosevelt. We'll have to go to someone else for the weather. I guess we'll have to go all the way to Washington, Weather Central, to Walter Cronkite. Walter, what's the weather like? I just want to begin by saying to Roosevelt, the Roosevelt, what it is, what it shall be, what it was. Weather out there today is hot and shitty, with continued hot and shitty in the afternoon. 
Tomorrow, a chance of continued crappy with a pissy weather front coming down from the north. Basically, it's hotter than a snake's ass in a wagon rut. Okay, we're going to hit some songs at you right now. Coming your way.